Are you feeling anxious or stressed about life these days? Are you someone who gets riled up and then emotionally drained? Or do you avoid negativity and bury your head in the sand? It's not easy to navigate the current choppy waters of uncertainty and contentiousness these days, but today's guest is here to offer a compassionate ear. Jeanette Moore is a gestalt psychotherapist who brings the creativity of her theater background to her work with clients and is here to help free us from some of the strain we might be experiencing right now. Welcome to the How To Be Free podcast. I'm Stephen Francis. And I'm Michelle LaDuke Catlin. Join us for a conversation about how to be 5% more free in a week from now in any area where you're feeling stuck. Jeanette Moore is a newly minted Gestalt psychotherapist with an interesting background as an actor, writer, and director. She creates immersive theatre productions and facilitates artistic explorations for individuals and groups, and has also performed with such notable companies as the Stratford Shakespeare Festival, which is a big deal if you're in that world, and the Second City, which is a big deal if you're in that comedy world. She brings curiosity and play into the various aspects of her work and offers non-judgmental support for the hidden parts of ourselves to emerge towards connection and growth. Welcome, Jeanette, to the How To Be Free podcast. It's lovely to have you. Thank you. I feel so warm with your introduction. Oh, that's good. It's quite a background. I have some similarities in my own background, which I'm sure we're going to probe, and so does Mish, right? So, um, So... I guess I should probably speak to that right away. So all three of us have a performing arts background and have also, like, you know, I'm uh, an executive coach now, an organizational development consultant. Uh, Misha's done, like, a tremendous amount of personal development work and been a coach and all sorts of different modalities and so forth. And then here you are making us two look really bad by becoming a psychotherapist. So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to one-up us. Yeah, That's what this is about. Yeah, so that... (laughs) But we're just not going to let you talk at all. We'll just talk. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so I, I would love to hear about you. You know, you, your training and experience. How how does how does performing arts, um, writing, acting, directing, improv, comedy, how all that feeds into your practice and informs your work as a gestalt therapist? But we always start out with with a, a question for all of our guests, which is. What does freedom mean to you? I love that question. A few things come up for me with that question. And um, the first thing is how for me, freedom is really relational. So really for me depends on where I am and who I'm with. Mm. So if if I'm to take this moment as an example, you know, I, I feel a lot of ease with the two of you, and I have a sense of your curiosity for, you know, your guests that I've listened to and, and also for me in this moment. So I have an experience of greater freedom as I'm about to, you know, speak about my experience of freedom. Hmm. Um, yeah. And the next thing I that comes that up for context. me. I love that context. Sorry, I just, I just wanted to comment <laughs> on that. I don't think anybody's answered it quite that way, no, but you're absolutely no. right that... Yeah. It's relational that it because we do experience freedom with some people, not with others, more with some than others. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And in different domains, in different contexts as well. Likewise. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it means so much. You know, if, if I'm sensing your interest, mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then I am, I feel like, oh, okay, now I can open up to wonder myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, I feel like I listen more with my body sometimes than my ears. Like I'm really noticing mm-hmm. tension or release depending on um, what I intuit as your curiosity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing that comes up for me is, is choice. Um, mm. You know, how in any given moment, can I choose how I want to respond? Mm. Uh, you know, even if I feel quite activated or maybe even triggered by something, do I have the freedom to, okay, say, you know, this is my first, let's say, you know, in Gestalt, we might call it a first wave response. Mm. So I could choose just to, you know, go in that first impulse and, and respond and react. But I also, you know, might have some other responses that I could choose from. So that's yeah. interesting. That's a sort of a, a freedom from external constraint in that you might not be free to respond if there's things you're not allowed to say in mm. that setting, right? And then there's also um, a freedom from an internal constraint where you may be free from that first initial, like, you know, like R.D. Lang would have said, respond versus react, right? It's that, mm-hmm. that yeah, first wave, right? That, that like, you know, whatever yeah. happens in the body that we want to speak from. But we're free to 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 um, have a more human, fully modulated response, maybe. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. You know, I've I've said this to uh, I think two different people in my life where I've said to I don't see these people very often, and when I would see them, I would just be like, <laughs> I couldn't stop talking, and I said, I don't know what it is about you. But I, I just like there's so much freedom to just I want to tell you everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I had never put those two things together. You know, here we are, the, the How to Be Free podcast, and I'd never put that together mm. oh, because there are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are people who with whom we feel so completely free to express ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, also, that also means being free to be vulnerable. Like I can sense uh, mm-hmm. there's a vulnerable. Uh, the good kind of vulnerability in the space, right? Like it's safe enough to be mm-hmm. really um, clear and present with each other. So it's yeah. Powerful. I love that word vulnerability. And I also, you know, I'm playing with this word that feels similar to vulnerability, which is permeability. Mm. You know, can I, can I sense you, take you in and also, mm. you know, respond? How are we, yeah. how are we dancing together in that sensing yeah. place? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I want to ask you something based on what you just, you said earlier about um, sensing things with your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, my question is really how you came to this place to choose to be a Gestalt therapist, Uh but also how your acting and theater and directing your, your whole performance and creation work fit together, but also how the body fits into that because i think that's that's an access uh-huh. point that most people don't have hmm. so that's kind of like a lot of questions asked in one <laughs> just you could just riff it. off of that feels like a <laughs> delicious buffet like do i want the <laughs> super i'm gonna take a lot um you know what's coming up for me is this sense of freedom for me also is an embodied sense of safety and and being seen like you know what i'm sensing being here with the with the two of you and and 
uh, you know, your previous guest, uh, Elias, he mm-hmm. mentioned this book uh, by Dr. Van der Kolk called The, the Body Keeps a Score, mm. um, which I actually have near me. And, mm. you know, I thought if, if the time presented itself, there is this piece of text that I'd love to read on that. Mm. Please. Um, sure. Um, so this is on the body-brain connection. Being able to feel safe with other people is probably the single most important aspect of mental health. Safe connections are fundamental to meaningful and satisfying lives. Numerous studies of disaster response around the globe have shown that social support is the most powerful protection against becoming overwhelmed by stress and trauma. Social support is not merely the same as being in the presence of others. The critical issue here is reciprocity being truly heard and seen by the people around us, feeling that we are held in someone else's mind and heart. For our physiology to calm down, heal, and grow, we need a visceral feeling of safety. Mm. Um, mm. So I have a little you know, personal anecdote that I'd love to share, um, mm-hmm. which might um, you know, help to feel out the, the buffet that... <laughs> <laughs> that's in there that I have presented. Um, yeah, and this—I mean—it's a bit of a risk for me to, to share this. I think I think I've only shared it with a couple other close friends. So here goes. Um, when I was uh, quite young, um, my father had left, and I was going through, you know, a bit of struggle at school. You know, really trying hard to connect with people, but just wasn't working. So feeling um, like I didn't belong, like I was, um, you know, not good enough. And uh, my, my mother, who was interested in psychology, had this book on her bookshelf called I'm Okay, You're Okay, with the letters OK. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I didn't see the first, you know, little apostrophe, because I thought it was Emoch, you're okay. <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing as a kid. Did you? I thought my parents had the same book. I have it now, too. I use, I use yeah. transactional analysis at work all the time. I still sometimes see it as Emoch, you're okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now I feel seen. I thought maybe Imok was the was the author for a while. I was like Imok. Imok. That's yeah. amazing. It's, yeah. We're yeah. The, we're, we're the two, so that's good. That's and it. If, if there's two of us, there, there, there must be others. Exactly. There must be others. Right. If it's if it's true for for me, if it's true for two of us, then yes. And, and there's if others it, out there. If insanity is being in a minority of one, we're we're less crazy than we were a minute ago. Yeah. Even. yeah. That's good. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. So anyway, you know, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to say this for me, it offered a kind of, um, you know, an imaginal support because I, I had pictured, I don't know, you know, what your Imok looked like, but for me, Imok was this green alien with this one eye that drooled had just landed on earth and was like, you know, just so sweet at heart and trying so hard to be with people. But all anyone saw was this you know, slobbery, strange creature. With one and, eye. Um, yeah. You know, and then I imagined as well um, that someone reached out and said, you know, Imok, you're okay. And I thought, well, you know, with everything that Imok is going through, you know, like with all that Imok's dealing with, like, if Imok's okay, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> there is an example of a book that worked just with the title. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't that's even need to read the book. That's, that's powerful. There it is. 
And as I'm a new, I'm a new psychotherapist. So there's books that I haven't read yet that I, I just like looking at the titles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you, when you write your should, your first book, it should be called. Imok. 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 You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Imok better than ever. So, so what was the, just hmm. to go back to the Mm -hmm. smorgasbord question, sorry, Stephen, but um, how did you make this transition? You know, you, you, Mm -hmm. I know that maybe you could talk about your, your training, I know as a dancer, um, because I think that body connection that, that you sort of naturally made it from that perspective. Okay, I'm answering your question for you. Mm. You're right, Stephen, we don't need to talk. We'll just talk <laughs> over her. You see, so that's an example of what you were saying, because being with you, the space is very open. You know, so there's a lot of freedom to speak. And now I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for bringing up dance. Um, you know, I, I, I really love dance. It gave me such an outlet for physical expression, especially at moments, you know, I, um, sometimes was bullied at school, school. So in my ballet school, I could just, you know, really, um, uh, be with people who were, you know, like-minded, <laughs> competitive, yeah. uh, you know, other really, bun heads, right? Yeah, other yeah. bun heads, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, granted something, uh, happens to you when you're looking at in the mirror for many hours a day. So there's that aspect of it too. But, uh, but it really gave me some, um, you know, like just, just real, uh, embodied experience. I and mean, what's it like to, to dance this story. And I really got interested in, you know, later in, in my, in my dance years of dancing character, mm. you know, I was given an opportunity to play the witch in Hansel and Gretel. And I was like, I'm not going to do point shoes. This is going to be barefoot. It's going to be gross. Can we have mud on stage? Like, let's just really get in here. Um, and then that opened, you know, me up for, okay, well, if, if character is my bag, then, you know, let's, let's, um, let's really sink into theater, mm. you know, and, and, you know, to, to also explore your question, for me, the heart of theater feels so close to the heart of, of Gestalt psychotherapy. You know, it's really, you know, this, Gestalt this means is, whole. It's, it's, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably a good place to talk about what Gestalt is as opposed to, oh, okay, yeah. or not as opposed to, as differentiated from other schools of, of psychotherapy, for instance. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, you know, holistic, humanistic, very person-centered, um, it takes that in essential, uh, takes, it takes that embodied experiential approach, mm. you know, what's coming up in the here and now, in this present moment, offering mm. support for what is, as it relates to, you know, what else is coming up. Mm. You know, if I'm a client, I think of it like notes on the piano. I might be getting really stuck playing one note. Mm. You know, and as actors, too, we want to have a greater range of expression. Mm-hmm. So, too, do we in life want to have, um, you know, the range of, ex- of the, the human experience? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be something that someone would typically come to you for? I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about a different range. Do you find people are stuck in a particular place? Uh, what, what do clients see you for? Um, they may come for, you know, feeling very anxious, dealing with anxiety, depression, 
uh, struggling with some, you know, big life transition, um, parenting issues, you know, any sense of, ah, you know, I'm, I just feel like I'm, I'm hitting this one note and I don't know how to get out of it. Making the same choice with my partners, making the same choice, you know, I'm saying the same thing and, you know, just feeling a sense of dis-ease with that. So then... Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point, saying the same thing. Do, do people notice that? Is that something you point out? Or is it something they come to you and say, I notice I'm saying, having the same kinds of conversations? Both. You know, I think, as, you know, as the kind of key piece of Gestalt is building awareness. So that might be in their awareness or that might be out of their awareness. Um, so um, Gestalt supports, you know, what wants to emerge, what might be you know, a bit in the in the shadow areas to to come out. Um, and by what means do you do that? Um, you know, by I mean, I mean, the heart of Gestalt is is a is a kind of an experiment. So you know, I'm you know I, I'm I'm in the canoe with with the claim, like we're we're co-creating this thing, and, and maybe the experiment is. Um, you know, I, I take myself for an example, you know, coming to, to therapy when uh, I felt like I was just saying yes a lot to things. Mm. And because of that, feeling really overwhelmed, starting to feel quite anxious. Oh, like, how is it that my can identify with that, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, so my therapist offered support for, okay, let's look at what what's your experience of saying yes? Like, as in this moment, you know, with with my therapist, I can explore what happens to me. What do I what do I sense? What's my experience of of yes? And how has that become really important for me to do that? And how is that, you know, what Gestalt calls a creative adjustment, something that could have been in, something that I did when I was quite young mm. that I decided, you know what, to cope with everything that's going on. I'm going to say yes, because I want to be liked. I want approval. You know? yeah. I made these creative adjustments. You know, and I love this term because it means that there's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing to be fixed here. Right. There's just this awareness that I can say, okay, so so I'm a real yes person. Now I can now maybe that really works for me. And that's you know, that's great. I can just own that. Or I can say, well, now with the support of my therapist in this safe, supported place, yes is my first response. Is there some kind of a no under there? Do mm-hmm. I sense a no? What would it be like just to, you know, not swallow down that no, but to, to say it? To, now, what does that feel like? You know, maybe I'm starting to shake with it or, you know, maybe I'm noticing my shoulders come up and I want to shrink because... I wasn't supported to say no in the past, and I don't know how to do that now. So, you know, we, we experiment with that. You know, compensating uh, has a connotation that something's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a fix. You know, I mean, there's so many other terms you could use, but creative um, adjustment. Yeah. It doesn't make me think is- of, a, of a middle-aged man in a red Corvette, whereas compensation... <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. no, it actually makes me think that 
aren't we creative, wonderful creatures? Yes. That we, yes. we have stresses, we have traumas, we have issues. That's part of life. And we creatively adjust. Mm-hmm. Do you see any connection between your um, huge improv background, your theater background, and that sort and that aspect of the therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's those delicious moments on stage or in rehearsal you know, sensing, okay, so we've done all the work, you know, we know these characters, we've got this, the history of the play, I know what it's, my experience of being in this character's body. And then in the moment between me and my scene partner, something delicious pops up, like, oh, I had no idea that, you know, that this, you know, was true about this character or this moment. For me, that's everything, you know, those, those moments of discovery, yeah. And and that's, you know, where I feel, um, for me, the the most exciting places are in therapy, too. Mm. That I, you know, I have a sense of the landscape of the client, you know, where, you know, where they're coming from. I have, I have a feel for the direction of therapy, the therapeutic, you know, direction. And I also step into the therapy session trying to open up to wonder, just really... You know, if, if someone's saying, okay, I have, uh, um, you know, have generalized anxiety disorder, that's my diagnosis. Mm. And rather than, you know, making some assumptions and saying, okay, I know what that is. So I think I know where we're going. Like, you know, I could play with what is your experience of having that diagnosis? You know, do you, I'm, I'm curious to know, do you hold it close to you? Does it feel far from you? Like, so really slowing down and uh, sensing what's under there in the same way that, you know, we do in theater or improv to go like, okay, what's, what's under there? You know, I could be really feeling fear as a character. Mm. I'm going to play all these intentions, Mm. you know, I don't want you to leave. So I'm going to play to beg you, to entertain you, to seduce you, to, you know, to wrestle with you, to get you to to stay. Mm. The same thing is playing out in theater and in therapy sessions. Mm. That is such a powerful distinction to say, okay, you've been diagnosed with this. What is that experience for you of being diagnosed rather than you have this or you are this? Yeah. in my past, I knew two people who had been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. And for one of them, it was very upsetting, right? It's like now he is this obsessive compulsive disorder. And yeah. for the other one, it was completely freeing because it explains so much yeah. that for him felt like was wrong with him. Now it was something that he could deal with. Right. Mm. It's so subjective. It's going to be really different for every person. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It also separates out, they aren't the disorder, uh-huh. right? You have been diagnosed with this order, disorder, so you're, you're respecting them. And I would imagine drawing out who they are yeah. just by that question. There's, there's a lot yeah. less self-shaming because it's a sort of like the creative adjustment again, right? It's similar mm. in that it's so easy to get to, to say, oh, oh, God, I wasted all those years doing all this and that and the other all the time I've lost to blah, 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 blah. Creative mm-hmm. adjustment is just, that's what we did. That's what I did at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And similarly with this, it's like, I don't have to castigate myself or feel bad. Like what's my experience right now of this? Yeah. 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 So, you know, and that brings up for me how, 
you know, being in the audience, seeing a piece of theater where someone has taken that risk to say, you know, here's, I mean, I think of art as a balance of truth and service, right? Here's what's mm. true for me. And now it is of service to you. Mm. Um, moments where I have, you know, co-created or created a piece where I'm bringing some piece of me, which I really didn't want to show anybody, really trying to yeah. push into the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> here's yeah. this thing. And still feel a bit of shame about it, but I'm stepping forward and I'm, and I want to be heard and seen about it. Mm. And that's, those are the moments, yeah. you know, where like for me as an audience member, I, I feel yeah. seen and heard and feel yeah. like, Oh, it's not just me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm at a loss to explain why I quit acting. People ask me all the time. And I, I just was walking down the street one night and I thought, you know, if you shook me awake at 3am and said, what are you? For the last 17 years, I would have just said, I'm an actor. And then I would have rolled over and gone back to sleep. And I suddenly had this insight that I was like an answering machine. That it was just this mechanistic thing, you know. And and I, in that moment, it, this, what had been an obsession, to use that word again, for 17 years. Just mm -hmm. it was lifted. It was just gone. It was really weird. But I, I think that the things I was, at a, as I worked through it, or I realized that it partly had to do with, there's something that you talked about here, which is, you know, I take things that happen to me or who or elements of shards of who I am, right? Mm. If you like, unintegrated shards, let's call them. And I make it meaningful for somebody else. And that's the service, right? It's just, that's the where the humility of it comes in. You say, okay, here's this broken chunk of me being being really ugly. Uh, mm. It's it's not me. So that's there's an element of safety there, right? I'm saying words somebody else wrote. Uh, but 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 here you are, right? This this is for you now. Um, you know, I've had friends break up with, break off long term relationships after going to a, to a, a theater piece in New York City. Um, years they were with this guy, and then they just break it off. They're like, oh, because they they see somehow him more fully after seeing the piece. Oh, I just mm. got shivers when you said that. Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, I can I can relate so much to something you said earlier, which ties in with what you're saying, Stephen, in that you talked about, uh, you know, being the only one or, you know, okay, now there's two of you, <laughs> right, um, who thought that the or Emo who club, felt right? the EMA club, right, or who <laughs> felt something. And and yet we know, as, as, as all three of us have not just been performers, but creators of theater, that the more personal, the more universal, yeah, and yeah. because, you know, Jeanette was the person who um, supported me in doing uh, the one and only one woman show that I've done. And um, uh, because Jeanette and I said, OK, well, let's get together and support each other to forward our shows. Right. You were working on Fish Face at the time and mm. I was working on how to become a diva. And what was interesting to me was I told, as you know, a deeply personal story you know it was me and it, some of you know my past shames and how many people said to me you told my story oh, yeah and yet uh, no I didn't I told it, it, like details of my life and yet what what they were left with was of course what we all do is we're listening from our own lives mm -hmm. it's like um uh, my friend Al McGee, who's uh, going to be a guest on, on this podcast, said people, when they're reading your work, because he teaches writers, when they're reading their work, they're not reading your story. They're reading their story. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I hear is that you're drawing out the universal. Yeah. You know, when people can get to that deepest place in themselves, the thing we relate to is that deepest universal, those deepest universal truths mm-hmm. about ourselves. And how freeing, you know, I can, thinking of that allows more breath into my body. Mm. 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 Well, we come full circle in a sense, right? Because it's about being relational again. You know, I, I, when we're too traumatized, it feels like we haven't quite joined the, or, or, or just messed up, if you want to use a different word, right? If, you, mm-hmm. if we're too much in our own pain, it feels like we haven't quite joined the human race. Yeah. You know? I, mm. I think me letting go of the acting identity was partly about joining the human race. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, little, small, small painful steps at a time in some ways. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's relational. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we're in a Gestalt therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so cathartic. So I want to bring it back to our really practical uh, mm-hmm. steps for the guests, which is yeah. what can we do? What can our audience do to experience 5% more freedom in a week from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, and I, I love that that's the intent of your podcast. I've been <laughs> listening to your episodes and making notes on sticky marketing. Love it. <laughs> that's great. Um, there's this quote, uh, there's this bit from, the, from James Joyce's uh, The Dubliners, mm. um, describes a character as someone who lived um, a short distance from his body. (laughs) I think about that sometimes when I'm feeling like I'm living a short distance from my body. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about, okay, so where, where is my support coming from in this moment? I'm looking down at my seat. This is, you know, something that's, I feel 5% and doable. You know, if I, if I am to ask myself, can I just allow my chair to take 5% more of my body weight? Hmm. What does that offer me? I don't know if you want to try that. Hmm. I'm doing I'm it. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just <sighs> felt my whole body uh, relax. I yeah. felt... Uh, a little unburdened. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I was carrying any particular burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling that a little bit more present. And it's occurring to me that, you know, if we... Hmm. I came into this show with a pretty strong idea of what freedom was, and, and every episode surprises <laughs> me now. I'm like, oh, there's another aspect to it entirely. Yeah. And one of them is, is it's very easy to think about freedom as a concept rather than just sort of experiencing it in the moment, right? So that's mm-hmm. very much about, yeah, being present. Yes, what mm-hmm. I get, and, and people could even extrapolate. So you could pause. So just to reiterate, you could pause and, and if you're sitting or sit and think about, can I allow this chair to support me just 5% more? But you could really, you could really make creative adjustments <laughs> mm-hmm. with that uh, exercise, and anywhere you are, mm-hmm. 
Look mm-hmm. and see how, just take a moment. Can I be 5% my, can my body be 5% more yeah. supported? Can my mind be 5% more supported? Mm-hmm. Can the people around me in this moment support me 5% more? Mm-hmm. Can I allow them that? Because it doesn't even require anything yeah. on their end. If I'm actually looking at the people, you know, I'm looking at the two of you. And if I ask myself, can I allow you to support me 5% more? I feel, oh, I just felt this like wave of love and a little blissful. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like the question because it's, can I give 5% more of my weight to the chair? Mm-hmm. It's very much in the active voice. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I felt my shoulders drop a bit, 5% more and yeah. a little more breath. Mm-hmm. Which brings up for what? me, you know, another thought around slowing down. You know, I felt, you know, the, the slowness with which we were sensing in the last couple of minutes. And this is also something that comes up for me. You know, can I let's say I've been, you know, thrown something, I'm, I've been thrown a ball, whatever it is, you know, can I take, let's say, three supported breaths, just to slow down before I respond, just to allow a bit more, would that offer me 5% more freedom in my choice of how I respond? Mm-hmm. What a delicious conversation, Jeanette. Mm. Thank you so much. I know that if people are interested in your theatrical work, and I highly recommend you check Jeanette out because she is so creative and talented and delightful and meaningful in the best sense. Um, You can check out her work at JeanetteMoore.com, and that's G-I-N-E-T-T-E-M-O-H-R.com. And your therapy practice, uh, you can find uh, on Psychology Today. So that's psychologytoday.com slash dot CA. And then you click the Find a Therapist tab and you type in her name. You see, I've done all this already. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it would be a, a great experience to sit with you. And, and do you, do you work with clients remotely, Jeanette? I mean, it, I do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good, good. So people Terrific, can so. be all over the world. So we, we, we've had a number of, quite a number of Canadian guests on because Misha's Canadian and she's much better at booking guests than I am. Like <laughs> almost infinitely better, I think. But uh, but it's important to say that you know this is a, a global thing that can happen here. So, yes, yeah, I want people to be able to yes, find it you. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank but, you, and thank you to all of our listeners. Yes. Uh, um, yes. For yes. for participating in this because uh, I think that the more we spread this kind of conversation the better the world is yeah, yeah. I think so too. thank you both such a pleasure yeah is there anything you want to ask us or tell us Jeanette before we uh... you know I do have a curiosity for you know after a few episodes now that you've done mm-hmm. how has anything shifted for the two of you any surprises there yes uh definitely i would say so um as i say the i'm realizing that my you know i definitely had this very um i'm not faulting it i had this very cerebral very carefully thought through 
thing about freedom and I would say every episode expands my notion of what it what it means you know um, that it's found so much more as you said in relationship you really nailed it I mean you could be Robinson Crusoe on an island you wouldn't experience much freedom right you might be you might be free of irritations of all kinds but not only would you not live very long in real life you would also not experience very much freedom so it's definitely relationships contextual but as i say i think that's that's the sense for me is, is just this gradual unfolding of how much depth there is is in that word and then there's little mm. practical things like i've started writing all my emails in a word processor instead of in directly in the email program as well you know so yeah yeah and, and more body more body centered that's happening you're not the first person to bring us back to the physical experience you know so uh, you mentioned Elias before and he something in that that, that as well so Mish what about you Aiden? yeah for me definitely uh, what Stephen said about the seemingly endless variety of definitions of freedom I mean I also had you know a fairly not cerebral mine was more of a spiritual definition but you know my own little box in in a way um, and hearing such uh, an incredibly wide variety of ways to see and experience freedom. And, mm-hmm. and that just opens up freedom for me and, and hopefully for the, the audience. Um, and then also the power of a question, mm. the power of a really well thought out question. And I have to credit Stephen with that because oh, I was an immediate, oh yes, please include me in this podcast when he said... <laughs> How can I just be just 5% more free in a week? Mm -hmm. Because so much is like Herculean, you know, these, there's so much that we feel like, oh, we have to change everything or make this massive shift. And in fact, everything is perfect as it is in this moment. Yeah. And at the same time, what can I do? What small action, what, what, what small thought, what small question could I ask, could I do that could have me experience 5% more freedom? And, and what I really see is that that 5%, originally I saw the potential of that 5% to lead to 10%, to lead to 15 and more. But what I now see is that my 5% ripples out to more people and more people. So mm. each 5% is rippling out. And I think that's, I don't think there's anything better you could do with your life than to ripple out something like that. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Thanks for answering. I think that, I think there's too many answers and not enough really good, juicy, open-ended questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for this time together. Yeah, thank you both. So rich in all its textures. Want to also acknowledge our our sound uh, folks, Toby Leach, Caitlin Randall. Music also by Toby Leach. And uh, thanks once again, Jeanette Moore, for joining us uh, for this episode of How to Be Free. Thank you.